Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings, one of my favorite days of the week. Because I talk about every single team in the NFL, including your team, and let you know where after three weeks, exactly where I think you stack up. And already I'm excited to let someone know that they get one of these awesome signed press passes. I've got so many glorious ones. Bills, Titans, the other game. Look at all these amazing press passes none of your buddies have. I like to give them to you. That's what I like to do. All you have to do is do anything on social media. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, just retweet or like on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It really is that easy. Maybe I'll decide tomorrow if there's a specific winner that I'll have. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Simply Safe. Raycon, Symbol, who I love and you're going to hear more about today. And then the YouTube shout out, which is especially big today. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm giving away a free Madden this week for someone that goes ahead and goes to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, hits the thumb up button, and then replies to any video, comments on any video with their preferred console i've only gotten like five entries so far i might pick the winner today so you get a pretty good chance to be a winner youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl our patron of the day patreon.com slash rt media that's someone that goes there signs up to be a tuckhead part of our private slack channel most of the people do it because they want to see the even money bets in black and white but you can also see the friday picks you can see the press box food grades You can see the power rankings, all of them in black and white over at on our private Slack channel. If you go to patreon.com slash RT media, shout out today to Jimmy Manning. No idea if he has any relation to Peyton or Eli. Jimmy Manning, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. Last night, Monday Night Football, Cowboys 23-16 to 16 winners over the New York Giants. Cooper Rush uh, gets his uh, third straight start. 
he's just a good backup quarterback. I mean, he's just a very solid backup quarterback at this point in my mind. I, mean, I, I he's he moves the ball pretty well. You know, now they did run the ball pretty effectively in that game, very effectively. A lot of it was Tony Pollard getting him on the perimeter. Zeke Elliott played well as well. So the line really came through for Cooper, and it feels like the line has sort of stepped up their game with Dak out because Cooper played well, moved the ball well. I thought Noah Brown did some good things. Early on, first half, they had to settle for field goals. There was an awful drop by C.D. Lamb, absolutely awful. Meanwhile, for the Giants, I thought Saquon Barkley looked really good. Like He looks like he's all the way back. Looks like he has all that explosiveness and juice back in his legs. And the Giants' O-line is doing a better job of blocking for him in the run game, which he's going to break some more big ones this year. Because when you, when you get him in the space, he's scary, like scary explosive. So that's going to be good for the Giants. What's not good is the Giants' pass protection. I mean, Evan Neal, the first-round pick at right tackle, is a problem for them right now. There, there's no other way around it. He is not playing well. He's a problem. They're trying to help him, and it's still not enough. Demarcus Lawrence ate him up for three sacks. Dorrance Armstrong had a big game. Micah Parsons had like four pressures and was getting in there, even though they were double-teaming him a lot, and he seemed like he only played about half the game. The best thing that the Giants had going for them in the game was probably Daniel Jones' legs. I thought he played pretty well overall, throwing the ball. He didn't turn it over, I don't think, till the end, that last pick to Trayvon Diggs. But Daniel Jones' legs were a huge factor in the game, running for first downs, making plays. Um, so that that was good. Um, for the Cowboys, though, I mean, the Giants actually had the lead, 13-6, and then the Cowboys kind of took over. O-line, big rushing attack for the Zeke touchdown. Then CeeDee Lamb kind of made up for that horrible drop he had in the first half by making a crazy one-handed touchdown catch. And so Cowboys end up winning 23-16. And to make matters worse for the Giants, Sterling Shepard suffers a real bad injury, non-contact late in the game at Pro Football Doc, Sports Injury Central. Looks like it is a torn ACL for Sterling Shepard, which is just awful. I mean, just awful. I feel so bad for that young man. Um, I don't know what to say other than he has had a string of bad luck. String of bad luck. It's bad. Before we get to the power rankings, I already told you, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm going to reiterate how much I love the new patrons we're getting. Patreon.com slash RT Media. I'll do another shout-out like Jeff Cummings. Why not? Getting so many people signing up to be Tuckheads members of our Slack channel. I'll give another shout-out. Let's get to the power rankings, Bri. It's time for the all-important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... This week, number 32, the Houston Texans. 
So I guess the good news for the Texans is that they're not, like, terrible. They're not an awful team. But they're not good. And they're 0 for 3 winning or finishing close games late, which is a reflection on the head coach and the quarterback as much as anything. And now you have to wonder and worry, when are they going to win? I mean, they're close enough that they'll win a couple games, but they're they're losing all these close games. 31, the Jets. They're not terrible. Sounds like they might get Zach Wilson back soon, which um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's good for them because they want to see what they have in him. I don't know that he's going to give them a better chance to win games than Flacco has so far, but doesn't really matter. They need to find out what they have in Zach Wilson. Number 30, Seattle Seahawks. It's a pretty bad loss for the Seahawks at home against the Falcons. They couldn't really slow down the Falcons. Coming a week after they got beat pretty bad by the Niners, who only have one win so far this year. They did beat the Broncos, but they really should have lost that game a million different ways. So the Seahawks are very fortunate to not be 0-3, which is probably they're, – they're about what I thought they'd be. Number 29, Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers aren't very good, and I don't think they're going to be very good. They, they're just not good enough offensively. I mean, McCaffrey – puts up okay numbers. They don't have a great line. They're lucky they had that big play from Chenault and the fumble return for a touchdown. But they just, the Panthers struggle offensively to sustain drives and score points. Number 28, the Raiders. What? But Ross, they're 0-3. How can they not be last? Because they're not that bad. I've watched a lot of Raiders football. They'll win several games this year. They're not that bad. They just can't close out games. They they have the same issue as the Texans, which is on some level a reflection of the quarterback and the head coach. It'll turn for them, but they'll be at 500 team at best. Because when it turns for them, they're just going to win about half their close games, whereas right now they've lost all of them. So it's a disappointing year for the Raiders, and it's it's bad because when you get a new head coach like Josh McDaniels, it's really important, I think, that that coach gets off to a, head st- a great start so people buy in, they believe what he's preaching. I don't know if that's happening. Devontae Adams, some of the guys seem pretty frustrated in Las Vegas. 27, the Bears. I don't really know what to do with them. I mean, I thought about having them last. But they've won two out of three games. They run the ball well. They play good defense. Honestly, they, they could be a pretty decent team if Justin Fields just didn't turn the football over. If Justin Fields just runs for some first downs, some big plays, makes a couple good throws, and just doesn't throw it to the other team, the Bears might be an okay football team. 26, the Colts. Well, that was a big win. I mean, they got a win over my second-ranked team. So I got to move them up pretty significantly. 
obviously the defense still without Shaq Leonard played very well in Indy and the offense still not quite there, but they won the special teams battle with the chiefs that we detailed yesterday and they found a way to get it done. Falcons at number 25. Definitely better than I thought they'd be Brian. Definitely. I mean, in fact, I'm like fairly impressed with the Falcons offensively. With Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, Mariota playing okay, they've got some weapons. The bigger issue for the Falcons has really been defensively. They've scored enough points to win every game so far. Number 24, Tennessee Titans. They're just okay. I mean, they got to win. They know their formula. They got to pound it with Henry, do just enough with Tannehill, and play pretty good defense. I guess in that division, they still have a chance because two of the teams, the Texans and the Colts, I have is worse than them. The problem is the team down in Duval County, I think, is better and maybe a lot better. 23, Pittsburgh Steelers. So here's the problem. The defense isn't what it needs to be without T.J. Watt. The offense is struggling. They're 23 primarily based upon like the Steelers' reputation and the faith I have in Mike Tomlin and that organization and the fact that these teams below them aren't that great. But there's a chance the Steelers start to really drop. 22, the Commanders. Really bad performance, obviously, against the Eagles. I wonder how much of that was Wentz being in his head, playing his former team. They had drops by the receivers. Just a bad game for the Commanders. But they're not—they're looking like a bottom 10 team as well. I, I can see some of these teams like the Colts, Falcons, overcoming some of these teams like the Steelers, Commanders. Number 21, the Arizona Cardinals. I struggle with them, man. They're only really effective when Kyler is running. They need him to run. I don't know why it seems like he doesn't do it or won't do it, but they really need him to run more than he has done so far. So we'll see You know what ends up happening there, but they, they need that young man to run around and make plays. The only reason why they beat the Raiders. Number 20, New England Patriots. Well, they're going to be dropping because it looks like Mac Jones is going to be out for a while with a bad high ankle sprain. It's probably four to six weeks. Might go on IR. It's Brian Hoyer time, who's kind of like um, Cooper Rush, you know? Brian Hoyer can Brian Hoyer probably won't lose the game for you. Probably not going to win it either. Number 19, the Denver Broncos. So I don't know, man. They're two and one somehow. Their offense is not clicking, but their defense is good. And I have faith with Hackett and Russell Wilson, their offense will get better. They've got enough tools, they've got enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They're just not really Clicking, I haven't really figured it out yet. Number 18, the L.A. Chargers. Wow, right. Um, torn bicep tendon for Rashawn Slater. Their 
Pro Bowl rookie left tackle. What a disaster. He was a rookie last year. He went to the Pro Bowl last year as a rookie. What a disaster. These are the things that seemingly happen to the Chargers every year, and they don't really have somebody to replace him. They, they don't really have a guy that can fill that void. And so I don't know what they're going to do because Storm Norton is not the answer for the Chargers. Number 17, the 49ers. They got some bad left tackle injury news too. Well, you know, Trent Williams, he has his own high ankle sprain. It doesn't look like he'll be out. Um, he's not out for the rest of the season like Rashawn Slater, but he's going to be out for a while, which is obviously not good. He's by far their best offensive lineman. He's a weapon for them in the run game. So we're already seeing injuries. One of my themes yesterday, we're already seeing injuries, big factor for a lot of these teams. 16, the Lions. Just a brutal loss for them in that game against the Vikings that these are the games that they need to win. You're up by 10 in the fourth quarter. You have to win that game. And then they lose a guy that had been playing very well for them in Tracy Walker, their safety, torn Achilles. He's done for the year. That stinks. That guy, I like the way he plays. That guy plays physical. He plays for keeps. Number 15, the Giants. Kind of talked about them since they played last night. I think they got a solid football team. You know, I don't know that their defense is great. I think their defense, Xavier McKinney made some plays. Defense is probably just okay. But uh, they are okay on both sides of the ball. It looks like they're good enough that they're going to be in a lot of these games and in the mix until the end. I, I think they're going to be around a 500 ball club. Number 14, the Cowboys. And I, I think when I introduced or previewed the Monday night game, I said Cooper Rush started three games. That's obviously not true. In his career, he has. In his career, that's right. In his career. Well, good. You saved me there. At Minnesota last year. You saved me because I said his third start this year, which obviously was not the case. Oh, I didn't hear you say this year. I heard you say his third start. Oh, we'll go with that. And I didn't correct you because you were right because it was his third start. He's 3-0 and in those starts. And I'm not saying there's a quarterback controversy like Jerry Jones joked about, I think. I'm just saying Dak has to play well when he comes back because it's not a good look if they win with Cooper Rush, win with Cooper Rush, and then lose with Dak. 13, the Bengals. That was more like it. Burrow wasn't getting beat up, wasn't getting sacked all over the place. They moved the ball with Boyd. And Higgins, defense played pretty well. That was more like the Bengals team we saw towards the end of last year, obviously in the playoffs. Number 12, the New Orleans Saints. I don't know what to do with the Saints. I mean, they're one and two. Jameis isn't looking real good. I I still think they're pretty good. But this is a team that could drop precipitously with another bad performance. You know, they had some unlucky plays against the Panthers, but they better they better step up. Number 11, Cleveland Browns. And they could almost even be higher. They've been impressive so far, uh, but had a scary incident yesterday. Miles Garrett, single car accident, flipped his car, went to the hospital. I guess he was supposedly going to get discharged last night, but like I said, scary incident for 
um, for the Browns. Let's hope Miles is okay. We haven't heard anything about the extent of his injuries, but obviously that would be significant. Number 10, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Listen, that was a huge comeback for them, for Kevin O'Connell, for the team to have confidence. Now they're 2-0 in the division, both at home, but wins over the Packers and the Lions. The only loss was um, in Philadelphia against a good Eagles team. It's pretty impressive what we've seen so far from the Vikings, I would say, especially that comeback. Now, Dalvin Cook's week-to-week, I guess, with the shoulder injury, but still, I think this is a pretty solid Vikings football team. Number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars in the top ten in my power rankings. Look, I told you last week I bought some Jacksonville Jaguars stock on Symbol, and boy, am I glad I did because their valuation just went up this week, which is why, of course, the Jags are the team of the week brought to you by Symbol, the stock market for sports. Download the Symbol mobile app and use promo code ROSS for a free stock valued at up to $150. Think about what team, organization you think is going to improve and get in on there and use the free $150 at Symbol to get that free stock using the code ROSS. That's the key. They're good. I mean, that's back-to-back wins over pretty decent NFL teams. Colts, Chargers, by 24 points or more. Trevor Lawrence is playing well. The defense is flying around. The Jaguars are a top-10 team, and they deserve it. They've earned it. They really just blew that first game against the Commanders. Otherwise, they'd be undefeated. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number eight, the Green Bay Packers. Packers, um, two pretty impressive gutsy wins, I would say. Back-to-back, the Packers, you know, bounced back from obviously that tough loss in week one, kind of what the Packers do. They figure it out. They beat the Bears on the ground. They go ahead and they beat the Bucks in a close, hard-fought game. That was a big swing game. For the Bucks and Packers, right? Three and zero versus one and two, versus them both being two and one. That was a big. That was a gutsy win by the Pack. Number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. You know they're not as good as they were last year. I think that much is pretty clear. They're still pretty darn good. That much is also pretty clear. Number six, the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number six. I know they're undefeated. Don't get mad at me, Dolphins fans. They're undefeated. They're 3-0. They deserve it. 
epic comeback on the road against the Ravens. They obviously found a way to get it done against the Bills on Sunday. I think the Dolphins are good. I don't think they're top two or three teams in the NFL good yet. But if they keep it up, we'll see how, you know, Tua battles back from these injuries. They play Thursday night against the Bengals. They win that game. They will be top five and maybe top two or three. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. So I think the Ravens are actually really good. I think the Ravens are a really good team. They won by quite a bit week one against the Jets. They won by double digits against the Patriots. Their only loss was that crazy mental errors comeback against the Dolphins where they just blew coverages on Tyreek Hill. They were up by 21 in that game. Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP caliber level. So I think the Ravens are a top five team. I think they're here to stay. Number four, Tampa Bay Bucks. Primarily because of their defense, which is nasty, and because they're getting some of these guys back soon. Donovan Smith, Godwin, Julio Jones, they're getting these guys back, and they're already playing pretty well without them. I think they'll be very good when those guys get back. Number three, Buffalo Bills. Similar to what I just said about the Bucks. I know the Bills lost the game. They were down six defensive starters, six. Now, one of them's done for the year, Micah Hyde, but the rest of these guys will be coming back soon, and the Bills still probably should have won the game. They dominated the action in that game against the Dolphins. They're still a very, very good team. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. I know they lost. There's still two. They've been two all year. They were two behind the Bills the first three weeks. Now they're behind another team. But the, the Chiefs are a good team. They're not going to blow very many games like that on special teams. Travis Kelsey's not going to like drop touchdowns like that. They still have a really good team that will be there, in my mind, until the end. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... This week, we're going with the Philadelphia Eagles, number one. So... I know some of you maybe think this is like a bias. It's really not. Through three games, I would say I'm 95 to 99% going by what I've seen so far this year. 95 to 99%. There's still a little bit. That's my preconceived notions coming into the year. But the Eagles objectively have a loaded roster. I mean, look at every position on their team. They have a loaded roster. I think I didn't have them this high to start the year because I did not realize Jalen Hurts would play this well. I think most people would tell you that so far this year, the Eagles have been the best team. Remember, before Eagles fans get too excited, it doesn't matter what your power rankings are in week four. It matters how well you play when we actually get to week Number 23, is it? The Super Bowl? I mean, the end of the year is what matters. But so far this year, yeah, I think the Eagles have been the best team in pro football. They, they have been really, really impressive in every facet. And we'll see. We'll see if they can continue it against another top 10 team. They play the Jaguars on Sunday. That will not be an easy game for them. You know what is easy? Getting a shout-out 
for your business, the business you created at the end of every Ross Tucker football podcast. You want to talk about value for your business. Vision Comics with an X, Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, Sportaculture, Pizza Boy Brewing, and of course, the best gift you could ever even consider giving another human being, give them the gift that lasts forever, the gift that keeps on giving, myfrontpagestory.com. College Draft Podcast was already posted yesterday to get you ready for college football, talking about the top prospects on in some of the biggest games. Emory making his picks against the spread. A little bit later this morning, we will rock it out on the Even Money Podcast. Another winning week for both me and Steve. Very exciting. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.